Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Ah, welcome back to the DL Link Show, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. Nikki Seberini with you until one o'clock. We are looking at our glorious, wonderful youth. We're looking at the challenges they have to face, and we're specifically looking at physical challenges and how um, how is it that they can deal with and navigate a, a life of chronic illness. We're going to be chatting to an occupational therapist about that a little bit later, but we're starting off and we really are focusing on an extraordinary young woman who left this world in 2015 and certainly left this world a lot richer and a lot wiser and a lot more informed and a lot more empathetic, um, and that, of course, was the beautiful Jenna Lowe. I have Jenna's mom, Gabby Lowe, on the line. She's joining us today to talk about her daughter and her extraordinary journey. Gabby, welcome. Lovely having you back on the show. Thank you so much, Nikki. It's lovely to chat to you. How are you doing? Oh, Gabby, so well. And I know the 8th, the 8th, you know, when the 8th of June comes up and I always see your posts on Facebook and um, always reminded um, of Jenna and what an incredibly beautiful human being she was, what a gift she was. And I'm, I'm saying this as a complete stranger. And so it is a bittersweet day for you, Gabby. Perhaps for our audience, you can just give a background. I have hinted, but, but Jenna, if you can maybe just uh, tell us a little bit about, um, yeah, Jenna's journey. I will do with pleasure. Yeah, it is a bittersweet day, always, the 8th of June. It is now seven years since we lost her. But Jen, you know, I love, there was that quote at the end of the news today where she said, you know, sometimes death isn't the worst thing. The worst thing is what dies inside you when you're still alive. And the beautiful thing about Jen was, even though she faced her own mortality so young, she never allowed that to happen. She lived every single moment and every single day. So she was born completely normal, healthy child. Well, <laughs> I say normal, but she was incredibly bright from a very young age. Uh, she wrote a book at the age of eight, which was called The Magic Busy Tree. And it was about a story of a little girl who steps on a thorn and becomes really ill and her journey to find a cure. And what was bizarre was about eight years later at the very tender age of 16, she started to show signs of breathlessness. And this was, a time in her life when she was just going to grade 10, she was top of her grade, she was, you know, just in the prime of her life. And she started showing signs of breathlessness. And to, keep, to cut a very long story short, um, it was a very long journey to diagnosis. And it turned out that Jenna had an extremely rare lung condition called pulmonary hypertension, which sounds really innocuous. I mean, hypertension, we think high blood pressure, but it is not innocuous at all. It is a degenerative illness for which there is no cure. And at the age of 17, when she was probably diagnosed, she had to face the fact that she was probably not going to have. She was part of, wow, a very painful and difficult journey, a battle needed into and that was the journey was was really coming against what patients with rare diseases of the world deal with on a daily basis, which is no knowledge is required. So we really sort of steeped ourselves in learning about the illness and threw ourselves into what she needed all over the world. And it's still a vessel. We... Um, 
have now started a clinic at Crotoscure, and uh, we we have a, a almost 500 patients there. So it's not as rare as we thought it was, but getting the drugs into the country um, is, a, is a difficult thing. And three years into Jen's battle, she was emergency listed for a double lung transplant. She was not doing well at all. And that was when we realized that in the home of the heart transplant, it was going to be very difficult to get lungs for Jen because so few of our so a few of our population are registered as organ donors. And that's where her campaign, Get Me to 21, really began. And it was a desperate attempt to change the consciousness of a nation. And she managed to do that. I mean, how, how did that work, Gabby? I mean, did she just start off? Did she use social media? How, how was it that she was able to turn things around to such an extent that um, she increased organ donation to about 238% during this campaign. How did she do it? You know, she really was quite an extraordinary young girl. And by then she was on a mobility scooter. She was on many different kinds of medication and she was on full-time oxygen. And yet, regardless of that, she had this incredible courage and grace and ability to capture people's hearts. So what she did was a... 45 second video inviting the entire nation to her 21st birthday and she basically said if I don't get new lungs I'm not going to make it to my 21st and I'm inviting the whole nation to my party and it's going to be an amazing party and you all to come sign up to be an organ donor and that's what started the conversation and that video watch it get me to 21 it was an extraordinary thing I think that because grace, her intellect, and her willingness to help everybody else. Everything she did, she did. She hard to touch everybody's hearts. And then she did interview after interview. What happened was about organ donation became something everyone was talking about. Gabby, I'm going I'm sure to you interrupt you. That time. Gabby, I'm going to interrupt you for a moment, and I'll tell you why. What you're saying is just so valuable and you are coming and you're going so what we're going to do is we're just going to take a break and we're going to ask you to disconnect and then reconnect and see if we can get a better line because we're all listening so closely and it's as I said it's 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 so powerful what you're saying we don't want to miss a word so we're going to take a quick break and perhaps if you can just disconnect and, and reconnect and let's hope it's going to be a better connection High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Thank you for staying with us. This is the Deal Link Show, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. I have Gabby Lowe on the line today. She's mother, wife, author, and director of the Jenner Lowe Foundation. On the 16th of June, Youth Day, um, we're talking about Jenner Lowe. Wow, the extraordinary impact that she made in her short time here on Earth. Um, and we're talking about this campaign of really trying to get more people to donate organs she needed in order to survive a, a lung transplant um, and so her campaign get me to 21 was born and a very famous quote of hers I can make a difference and a difference can make me so Gabby I hope this is a better line we were just talking about Jenna and just how what an impact in all these interviews and the impact that she was making on people around the country I hope it is a better line can you hear me better Nikki so far so good <laughs> 
Okay, great. <laughs> so, yeah, I was saying about her campaign, and I think that actually what, what was it that made her extraordinary was exactly that, that everything she did with everybody else in mind. And I think that for Jen, when she realized that to get the lungs was going to be such a difficult thing, she was so horrified. She was like, but there every single day, there are 5,000 people in South Africa alone awaiting a life-saving organ. And if they don't get them, they're going to pass. But people, she used to say this, she used to say to me, it's the most thing to do because you're giving the gift of life. Mm -hmm. So what she used to say to people is, yes, of course, they're various people or people can sometimes be quite resistant to the idea of organ donation. But here's a, if you as a mother or a daughter or a sister or a friend or a lover would be prepared to accept an organ on behalf of someone who you love, who's faith, if you would say, so I don't know how much of what I said you heard, but I think that, you know, she was just saying that if you would accept an organ for someone who you love, who is facing their own mortality, then you should be a donor. And there's nothing scary about it being a donor. Once you've passed, you don't need your organs. So, yeah, she was just so horrified to discover that and save the lives of people who need it is going to waste. And I often wonder what was it about her that really captured people? And I think it was that she was no victim. And that was an extraordinary thing to be in such a vulnerable position, like the ultimate vulnerable position where you can't breathe. If you think about it, breath is life, right? And when yeah. we are in a terrible place, what is the one thing we say to each other? We say, just breathe. Mm. And that's what she couldn't do. She couldn't breathe. And in that vulnerable position, she was still willing to open up her heart to the world and to tell her story and to do it so that she could impact other people's lives. She genuinely did not think she would get her lungs in time, but she knew that she needed to make in order to make sense of what she was going through she needed to, to give it meaning and yeah. and that's what she did sure and of course um if you've read the book give me to 21 of course um jenna did have her uh, get her the get the lungs at the double lung transplant but there were too many other complications gabby and unfortunately on the 8th of june 2015 Jenna passed, but she's left behind, as I said, this legacy. And of course, you have started um, this fund, um, this foundation, the Jenna Lowe Foundation. What is that all about? So that really is um, an organization which continues her legacy. So I do a lot of uh, work around patient advocacy. Um, I'm part of the PVRI, Pulmonary Vascular Research Institute, which is a global institution and we've put together a patient task force right now to try and empower patients around the world. Uh, we do a lot of work in trying to get better access to medication for patients with pulmonary hypertension. There is now a clinic at Hurtleskir, the Genelo PH clinic, where state patients can go to get the help and the expertise that they need. And we support that clinic with expensive equipment for people like wheelchairs and oxygen machines. Uh, we run support groups really to continue the work that she started in this very cruel disease, have a better chance 
a better chance at a longer life and a better chance at decent quality of life. Because Lord knows that when she was diagnosed, none of this was available. Gabby, just something else I, I wanted to ask you. I mean, you spoke about the vulnerability and, you know, her, her willingness and ability to open her heart and that she never had this victim mentality. And you've also spoken about what an extraordinary young woman she was, just this intelligence and this writing this book and wanting to help others, excelling all the time. How do you, do you think it was just innate that she was able to get through what what I would consider the most horrific experience. You talk about not being able to breathe with such grace and such dignity. And when there were those hard moments, how did you navigate them? We had an incredible support system, a family who loved her and a lot of, of friends, a community around her. And of course, that makes a big difference. But beyond that sense of community, she was also just... We've lost Gabby. Gabby, you've you've, oh. you, you've you've disappeared. Gabby, um, you know we have to have you. We have to have you on the show again because what you're telling us about Jenna is so valuable. I started off the show and I said that our youth are going through a very difficult time at the moment. You know, we're talking about illness, but across the board in all areas of their life. And honestly, to share Jenna's story and um. And, you know, to talk about how she managed to cope and the kind of person that she was and the messages, I think it's really an important story. And I'm really hoping, Gabby, that we'll be able to have you back on the show. But I want to thank you for joining us today and wherever you are in the world, um, just wishing you peace and love. And thank you so much once again for joining us.